Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Pleasure Priority Podcast with me, Amber Taylor. This is the podcast all about how you can have the audacity to put yourself and your pleasure first, which ultimately shapes a life perfect for you. We discuss friends and family, career and money, oppression, healing, and mental health, current events, and historical ones too. Basically, all things life and pleasure and how you can create more of it authentically. I'm your host, Amber Taylor, and it's my pleasure to talk to you every week. Let's tune in. Hey, hey, friends, and welcome back to the Pleasure Priority Podcast. Today's episode has been a long time coming, but I wanted to give y'all an update on my life, more specifically my relationship life. My top two episodes to date, by a long shot, kind of, have been why did I get married and why did I get divorced? So I wanted to give y'all an update since that process, since things have kind of been happening and I've been living my own life. So I'm in what I like to call a romantic friendship. Hey, Amber, what's that? Well, something I kind of made up, but it's not a situationship. It's not a friends with benefits vibe, but it's a relationship in which the friendship is the primary pillar And love is expressed in more intimate and romantic ways than traditional platonic friendships without the expectation of more. So like we date, we talk, we chill, we have fun. When we go out, people think that we are dating. But what I think makes this relationship so special and so healing is one It's an authentic connection. I definitely, with my ex, before my ex, like I would see a guy and be like, oh my gosh, they're 6'5", they're chocolate brown, they got curly hair, they blah, 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 they played sports, like very superficial things and be like, yep, that's going to be my husband, got the baseline requirements. And I would try to fit somebody into a mold just because they checked a couple boxes and try to make things work just because I thought that's what a connection should look like. But with all of my best friendships, it's usually just like, oh, hey, you look kind of cool. Then we talk, then we vibe. And like, that's all she wrote. And if you look at my friends and my friend group, you'll be like, how does one connect to the other? Like on paper, a lot of times it doesn't make sense, but that doesn't stop us from being like the best of friends. And that's kind of the vibe or the energy that I have in this romantic connection, because it wasn't like a You have to look the certain type of way. You have to check all these boxes. We honestly met as friends. We went to an arcade, we were drinking and we just vibed. Like we actually had fun around each other and then things just blossomed from there. So 
the first thing I'd say was different here is that what I expected of the relationship coming into it. And I just really wanted to be comfortable being myself around other people. And he made that easy. Another aspect to this relationship is that there aren't any power struggles. I think a lot of times, especially in heterosexual relationships, one person is holding the power at any given time and the other one is trying to appease that power or do what they can to get the power back. And again, I think in line with being authentic, but also not having the need to be in control of the other person or control what they do or say, how they look, how they act or whatever. Like we don't have any power struggles. We come to compromise very, very easily. I think like kind of a consistent fight is like who gets the last piece of food, but like <laughs> it doesn't really matter um in that power it's just like who's willing to give that last piece of food or give it up and not from a place of like oh I did it last time or oh for the last four times you ate the last piece or like you know whatever it's just hey you want this and I'm I want you to have it I'm willing to let you have it without the back and forth and I think that's a beautiful thing and I think one of the biggest impacts for me on this relationship is the lack of the pressure of forever. In any other relationship I've been in, even when they were situationships, even when they were friends with benefits, I had this idea that it was going to last forever. Like, even if it was um, a situationship type deal, it was one day they will realize how much they love me and then decide that I'm it and that's it. Um, and in this relationship, it's just as long as it works, as long as I'm having fun, as long as this relationship serves the both of us, gives us what we need and when we need it then it's good. And as soon as it stops doing that, then it's done. And it's been so easy and so freeing because it doesn't have to last forever. Like there's no pressure to make this more than what it is right now. And that breeds so much freedom. So we talk about a bunch. We talk about everything, but I think we talk about a lot of things that couples are genuinely scared to talk about because of that pressure of forever, because of the, oh, if I say this and then they think this, and what if this happens down the line and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, we're just honest with each other. Like he sends me pictures of cute little babies all the time, just because he likes seeing cute little babies and knows I like it too. And it's not the, oh, like we should make a baby. Like, hell no, we are on the same page about that. But it's just like, I like this and I like sharing this with you. And I don't feel like you will throw this back in my face or expect something more than just a cute video on the internet. 
we talk about past relationships. We talk about where people have fucked us over and where we fucked other people over. We talk about what we actually want and what that looks like, even if the other person isn't in the picture. Like there's so much clarity and honesty and freedom that I know for me, at least I've been lacking in every relationship prior to this. But also in this, like, I've been allowed to be who I never could imagine myself being in my last relationship. Like, I'm flaky as fuck. <laughs> like, sometimes I make plans and I'm like, eh, I don't feel like doing this or eh, like, I'd rather stay home or eh, I just don't want to. Whereas if I did that before, it would have been like all hell breaking loose or it like, I was in a power struggle before. And if I ever flaked on something, then it was just like that, like that vibe of, oh, well, if you do it to me, I could do it to you even better. So if I flaked on him, then he would flake on me for the next like seven things to the point where I never even had the safety to change my mind about something because I felt like so much would be taken away from me as a result of that choice but here not even issue I'm allowed to be bratty I'm allowed to throw temper tantrums I'm allowed to like be safe in my child like my inner child that wants to rage and scream and tantrum and do all the things I'm getting so much more familiar with her and allowing her because little insight I'm a brat and he's a brat tamer and it just fucking works <laughs> and I'm not trying to act like a child or act like I don't have my shit together, but sometimes it feels good to throw a fit. Sometimes it feels good to have somebody comfort you when things don't go your way. And that level of brattiness and tantrums and then comfort and support within me being that way and no shame, no, you shouldn't act like this. You're acting like a child, you're blah, blah, blah. Like it's just, accepted, reciprocated, and it feels like I'm genuinely heard. And for clarity, I was always allowed to do these things. They're honestly just me being me and expressing that authentically. My ex never explicitly said, you, you can't do this, you can't act like this, and anything of that nature. However, I did not feel safe to do so because they didn't even feel like an option. Like I believed that my safety in that relationship and in that own body and in my nervous system and my self-worth relied on me exceeding his and society's expectation on what a quote unquote good woman or good wife was without any deviations, AKA no humanity, or no authenticity. So I just wanted to add that for clarification for any of y'all as well. Like if you think this doesn't apply to you because nobody explicitly said these things, but no, if you feel this way, if you feel like 
acting the way that you really want to act would be unsafe for you, then there is a a permission there that maybe it's you not giving it to yourself or the environment not giving it to you, but it's real and it's valid and pay attention to it. In this romantic friendship, I finally got to the place where I can allow somebody else to figure out a solution. I always thought I had to be a problem solver. I always thought problems were a problem. Like there could be no problems. And if a problem ever ever arose, it had to be solved immediately. And I had to be the one to find the solution because I was the only one that I could trust to get an adequate solution. And now I can allow somebody else to find a solution. I can allow problems to just exist. I can look at them and say like, ah, that's not even a problem. Uh, it'll be okay. Like, it's such a beautiful thing to take your hands off the wheel, to allow for a little bit of space, a little bit of lack of control, a little bit of like, uh, let's see what happens and feel safe in doing so. Even I'll tell y'all a little story. Um, So we broke my bed (laughs) in some like extracurricular activities and I was blown about it. And fast forwarding through that part, I just wanted to be a brat. Like I was like, oh, what am I going to do? Like my bed's broke. Now I have to call customer service so they could send me a new part so we could fix it. And that's not going to happen because it's the weekend and blah, 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 like all this kind of stuff. And I was just throwing my fit. And he comforted me while I was throwing my fit and immediately went to problem solving. Like, okay, let's go to Home Depot. Let's find a solution where in the meantime that the, the, that the part's coming, you're not sleeping in ways that you don't wanna sleep. Like you can actually use your bed. And all I had to do was nothing, literally nothing. <laughs> like I allowed him to do it for me and it was so, so beautiful because I allowed myself to not be in control. I allowed myself to fall apart and he created a safe space for me to fall apart, which just creates more and more openness and more and more connection. And some other things that I learned or that this relationship has taught me is one, how to receive. I've always been a big giver. I've prided myself at being a big giver and knowing what other people need and knowing how to support them and always being the person to give, 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 give. But he sees that and sees me and knows how to make sure I'm getting as well, not just giving. He's very reciprocal. And in that, Honestly, in the beginning, it was hard. It was just like, oh my God, why are you doing these things? Why I didn't even have to ask. And you're just like doing what I want. This is scary. Something's wrong. (laughs) But 
ultimately I learned how to receive, which has paid dividends, not only in my relationship life, but also in my business, also in other relationships, other friendships, um, in my family life. Like I'm so much more able to receive somebody else's willingness to give. I've also learned how to evolve with somebody else. At this point, oh my God, at this point, we've been talking like a year and a half and some change. And life's happened. Things have happened. Things have changed. And we are evolving separately and together. And we're making space for each other to change and grow without the expectation of things to stay exactly as they have been, which again, never experienced no shit like this. It is wild and it is beautiful because I'm not thinking about holding myself back or holding somebody else back based in what I want to do next, but doing whatever the fuck I want to do because it's what I want to do and allowing the chips to lie where they fall and growing into the space in between. I've also learned how to set clear boundaries from a place of love. Again, boundaries are for us and they're for them. They're not a way to control somebody else, but a way to depict how we ourselves want to be treated and the standard that we uphold. And it's the knowledge that knowing that everybody's not going to meet that standard and it's not their responsibility to, it's our responsibility to uphold that standard. And there have been some tough conversations in that, but the thing about him is that he's always supportive of me and what I want and what's best for me. So even if it doesn't make complete sense to him up front, or even if we have to change the ways that we were doing things in order to meet the needs of the boundary and the both of us, like he's totally available and willing to do so. And I'm available and willing to uphold consequences if those boundaries aren't met. And it's just such a free exchange that it doesn't even really feel like a boundary or a consequence, but it feels like an upgraded quality of care for each other. And then I've also learned what it's like to truly feel safe with someone else. There have been times when I've just started crying just to cry. And in my own work, I know this is because it's like my body actually feels safe to do so. Like emotions are moving and they need to be let out, but every environment isn't conducive to letting those emotions out and having those moments and just crying. But I know with him that I feel so safe to do so in ways that I never even expected. And he feels that same way with me. I also learned what it's like to love somebody 
without an incessant need to change them to fit me better. Like he is who he is. And sometimes he pisses me off. Sometimes he does shit that I don't like. Sometimes he says shit that I don't like and don't agree with and all the things, but also he is exactly who he is and I love him for it. I am exactly who I am and he loves me for it. We don't need to change each other to make anything better or different than what it is. It's just really a huge opportunity to accept who we are as we are right now. And yes, admittedly, I love this band. I think our society has done a disservice to love and the expression of love in any relationship that has an inkling of romance. Honestly, any relationship in general, but there are varying degrees to which people believe this. But It starts to come with so much pressure and expectations and ideas on what love means and what it, quote unquote, should look like. But in my friendships, like my really close friends, we tell each other we love each other because we really do. We express it willingly and openly because, in my honest opinion, there aren't as many restrictions or rule books around platonic love. So we naturally feel more free to create our own definitions. So in my essence of burn the patriarchy and do whatever the fuck you want, I decided to bring that vibe over to this relationship too. And in the end, I always say that this is going to end one day. It's not a forever type of a relationship like I mentioned before, at least not as it exists right now. Things will have to change. Pieces will have to move. But it's going to end when we decide that this type of relationship no longer suits us for where we're at in life and what our needs are. But until that day, we're going to vibe. And I wanted to share all this with you, not just for those of you who have been divorced or have just ended long-term relationships or are looking for new relationships and exploring and trying to figure out what you want. I think all of this information is beneficial to that journey in that you don't have to know what you want always, you can start with knowing what you don't want. You can show up as your full authentic self and people will love you for it. The things that you asked your ex-partner or begged your ex-partner to do and to be, somebody is willing to do and be that stuff naturally. It is easy. And This lesson not only shows up in relationships, but also in business. 
there's so many times when we ram ourselves against a wall just because we think that's the only path forward or that's the only way we're going to end up with the life that we that we desire for ourselves but there are so many different paths to a single destination it can look so many different ways and it almost always looks completely different than the way that we expected it to so y'all if you are looking to make big changes in your life, in your business, if you're looking to add a little bit more romance, a little bit more pleasure, and maybe in a non-traditional way, please, 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 let's talk because I can definitely help. Go to the link in the show notes and book a consult call. This is a free consult call where we get to talk, we get to know each other, and we get to explore how we'll be a good fit and how I can help you put pleasure at the forefront of your life. All right, y'all, that was today's episode, and I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Pleasure Priority Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If it's your pleasure, check me out on Instagram at Amber Taylor Coaching and my website, www.ambertaylorcoaching.com for more on increasing your pleasure across all aspects of life. As always, make sure to follow the show and check back each week for a new episode. I'd also love it if you'd leave an honest rating and review and if you'd share the show with anyone else you think would benefit. Much love. Talk soon, friends.